Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. Andrew Mangiapane has avoided arbitration with a new deal that he inked on Friday afternoon. An iconic NHL voice has retired, and the Flames have added a killer asset to their penalty kill. I'm Jess Belmosto, and please be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Flames for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you will get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. I hope you all had a wonderful Monday and are tuning in from somewhere warm and dry. I'm not really sure what the weather is over in Calgary, but here it is wet, rainy, and just very raw. I hate it. Thanks for asking. But you know what I don't hate? Andrew Mangiapane signing a two-year deal with the Flames, and he is going to be earning uh, $2.45 million for the next two years. He was the sixth-round pick for the Flames in 2015. He didn't make his NHL debut until 2017, or 2017-18 season, but he only played 10 games and didn't uh, record a single point. But, you know, that's okay. (laughs) You know, you can only ask for so much in a 10-game sample size. He wasn't really remarkable during the uh, following season, but he did earn, he did enough to earn a full-time roster spot the following season, which was this year. And then, you know, last season before the pause, he was taking major strides in his success and just, you know, showing Flames, the Flames organization and Flames fans that he is a great hockey player and he is here to stay and that he will do whatever it takes. So last season he had 17 goals through 68 games and he went on a tear uh, right before the pause and I was so impressed. I think he had um, like 10 points in the last five games or something like that, but he was just going at it and 17 goals in a first full season for an NHL player is great you know it's almost 20 goals (laughs) and I think that most teams obviously you know goals win so most teams would be appreciative of that and I think that hopefully next season he gets more ice time and maybe on the power play and can really, um, you know, bust open the doors on a 20-goal season. And something that is super important to note, um, I was reading an article from the Hockey Writers, and he will be a restricted free agent upon expiration, which I think is something very big that's huge for the Flames because that kind of guarantees... um, they bring him back or they make a trade, but I I like that. I think that it's going to really show that, uh, you know, that the youth is so important to Calgary and the front office believes in them, and Mangiapane has the perfect, you know, gameplay and room to grow, and I think it's going to be so great, and I really hope that you know, the front office keeps believing in the young guys and, you know, (laughs) hopefully fans don't get too frustrated and upset, especially once, uh, I was going to say once the return to play happens, but no, once next season happens and 
it's going to be worthwhile and I hope that you all can embrace the chaos of the next few seasons thanks to the pause (laughs) but Coming up next, we talk about Doc Emmerich retiring. Emmerich, oh my goodness, retiring from hockey after an iconic career. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. So, Built Bar is one of my favorite things to have in my pantry. I think that I grab, I grab it like probably two or three times a week, especially if I'm on the go and I have to run errands. I'm notorious for sleeping in until last minute so you know being able to still eat uh you know a nutritious meal I guess in a matter of minutes is so important to me and it's so convenient the balls are um the bars are small so you can obviously throw them in your purse put them in your I wouldn't put them in your pocket but you know put them in your gym bag have them on the go and they have amazing flavors that include uh, nut and non-nut flavors, but they have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon, almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and uh, orange, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. My favorite thing is just how they're covered in chocolate. It doesn't taste like a typical grainy uh, protein bar. You can, you know, it tastes like you're eating a candy bar and it kind of makes you know getting it down a lot easier but uh, go to builtbar.com and use promo code and you will get use promo code locked on and you will get 20% off of your next order use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com lockdown flames continues don't forget to follow Jess on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto today the American broadcast uh, lost. Okay, I don't want to say lost because it sounds like he passed away, but um, they're hanging up, hanging up their mic. Uh, Doc Emmerich, who has worked in his career with NBC and has an amazing resume um, as a play-by-play uh, announcer and things like that, he. You know, I'm assuming that, you know, Canadian fans know who he is uh, growing up as American in, or growing up in America. I grew up listening to Doc and his play-by-play is just, it's fun. He has the voice. He has the personality. It's exciting to listen to. Of course, uh, you know, people are going to get carried away and get excited. And I think he's one of them, but his resume is so impressive He's covered the Stanley Cup final 22 times, 45 Stanley Cup playoff game sevens, six Olympics, 14 NHL All-Star games, and 19 NHL Winter Classic and Stadium Series games. Now, that's impressive. I I really um, enjoyed the broadcast. I think that he is going to be deeply missed, but they're going to have you know, uh, just, you know, they have boots to fill and I think that it'll be fun. And John Forsland is going to be getting more games, I would assume. So it'll be, I would assume that they're going to have, you know, really not too many changes in the booth, but you know, with Mike Milbury gone and now Doc Emmerich, you kind of have to scratch your head and kind of wonder if this is the time where NBC 
finally brings in more women reporters or, you know, something that is not a white man. (laughs) And that's obviously not a dig at white men, but, you know, obviously the lack of diversity in hockey is a problem. And I'm not going to take out my soapbox today because I'm severely under-caffeinated, but uh, I hope Doc enjoys retirement and, you know, maybe we get kind of maybe a book from him or something exciting like that because I always love hearing the background information and kind of, you know, um, just the behind the scenes things. That's what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. Talk about undercaffeinated. But it's going to be interesting. I don't know how many times I can say that, but I hope that NBC takes this as a chance to start promoting the right people and bringing in talented people who are, um, you know, ready to to help make a change in hockey. And I think that NBC has what it takes to do that. So uh, coming up next, the Flames actually just signed a former Bruin who you all may take a liking to. Locked on Flames continues, and don't forget to follow the show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. So, Joachim Nordstrom is now a Flame. He signed a one-year deal, I believe, for the league minimum, which is so shocking to me because he was one of the best penalty killers on the league's top uh, penalty kill, and he is only making the league minimum, so... I'm not quite sure why the Bruins didn't retain him or why the Flames didn't offer him a little bit more than a million dollars or at least a million, but uh, he is a 6-1 center from Sweden. He's your typical bottom six player, but he has this weird physical aspect to him that I think goes unnoticed, but something to point out is just the fact that he is very disciplined. He isn't taking... um, meaningless penalties and throwing the flames on the penalty kill because his presence on the penalty kill is a force to be reckoned with. He might not put up goals and a lot of points at even strength or even with the man advantage or anything like that, but he really gets the whole penalty killing thing done. And one of my favorite things about him is just his tenacity. I think that he is one of those players that kind of gets underestimated because he is, you know, obviously a bottom six, but he, he, he comes in clutch when it's needed. I remember in 2019, he scored, I believe the first goal against, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in game seven, which gave the Bruins the lead, obviously. And, you know, he had a fantastic playoff run that year. I think that he can really help elevate the Flames, obviously on the penalty kill, but obviously, as you know, in other places, um, you know, hopefully help take them to a deep playoff run. I'm looking forward to really everything that he has to bring to the Flames. It's awesome to see. Uh, I wouldn't say one of my favorite Bruins players, but somebody that I appreciated on the Bruins and somebody whose gameplay I admire a lot head over to Calgary. But coming up this week, we'll talk about the remaining cap space and what the Flames might actually be able to do 
And don't forget to th- uh, throw me a follow over on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto. That's B-E-L-M-O-S-T-O. And be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Flames! <laughs>